Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us. There were competitive games, though. They were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up. We were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Brad Hafner. Hey, 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 welcome back to another Pure Victory Podcast episode. Just Matt here today. Braden's out uh, changing the world, impacting marriages, running running different events, and so uh, I'm honored to be here though with Trey Morgan uh, down in Texas. Texas, for all you Americans, is kind of the the Alberta of the USA, or Alberta is the Texas of Canada, where we are up here. And typically, it's because Alberta's got you know ranches and trucks and cowboys. But recently, Texas had a snowstorm, just like we have up in uh, up in Alberta all the time. So, um, anyways, we can relate, and it's great to have you here, Trey. Glad to be here. Honored to get to hang out with you today and excited about uh, talking to you today about some uh, intimacy uh, busters and different things that are just challenges sometimes in marriage. It's so important. And guys, if you haven't listened to the first episode with Trey, I definitely recommend you go back and do that. Just marriage and sex and how to have great sex in marriage. And this ties into that because there's certain things that sometimes I know personally in our marriage too, I'm five and a half years in and there's things that I'm going, man, I haven't got it. Like there's, there's things that I'm looking at myself going that has killed sex and marriage sometimes, but I didn't realize. Right. So there's certain things that do bust the intimacy or, or kill the intimacy in marriage. And so Trey, maybe just speak to that. You bet. Um, you know, we have we have about 32 years of experience in marriage of things that have worked for us and things that haven't worked for us. And we're pretty comfortable talking about uh, everything from married sex to uh, intimacy killers. Uh, we have found some simple things that have been kind of uh, tough things. We found we found some things that it's like, hey, nobody told us about this. We have four boys. Now, all our boys are grown and out of the house. But uh, one of the big intimacy killers we found uh, right off the bat was 
kids in general, uh, just having children. Uh, yeah. It doesn't mean they're not good. It doesn't mean they're, that's not healthy. But uh, there are some things about kids that just slow down sometimes the, the intimacy in marriage. And, and as a young couple uh, who have kids, uh, you have to work extra hard to not let children uh, just stop you from, from intimacy because you can't just wear a, a mom and dad hat for 18 years that you have kids. You, you have got to put on the husband wife hat and your kids need to see you not just as mom and dad, your kids need to see you as husband and wife. And, and one of the things we're just learning, uh, we have two of our boys that are married and we are just beginning to hear them say, we didn't realize how blessed we were to grow up in a home where y'all weren't just mom and dad to us, where we dated, uh, we, we spent time, we were affectionate in front of them. You know, our favorite thing was to hear our kids go, oh, gross, y'all get a yeah. room, you know, if we were kissing or something. Um, and, and that was things they needed to see. They, they needed to see their dad treating their mother um, in a very healthy, gentle, kind wife way because they needed to know, hey, this is how I'm supposed to treat my wife someday because I've watched my dad treat his wife a certain way. And so if you've got kids at home, uh, you're teaching them how to be future husbands and future wives and what to expect. Uh, my, my boys have learned what to expect from a, a, a wife by watching the way their girlfriend, watching the way their mom has treated me. Uh, and so it, it's a thing, but it, it is tough. Sometimes kids are, uh, can be intimacy busters. Uh, we encourage couples, don't let your kids sleep in your bed with you. Um, it's one yeah. thing if they show up at night uh, at three o'clock in the morning because they've had a bad dream or occasionally a pallet by the bed. But uh, if you want to ruin your sex life uh, as, a, as a couple with kids, allow your children to sleep in your bed every night. And that's not good. It's just not a healthy thing. And we've, we met a couple the other day at one of our workshops that uh, they came up to us uh, in a break and they, they said, we got a problem. We said, what is it? We'll help you work with it. And they said, we have four kids from six down to one and they're all sleeping in our bed or in our room every night. And, and wow. we're not ha having any intimacy. And, and I said, that is a huge problem. You can't do this. And so we, of course, we kind of came up with an idea of first, you got to start getting them out of your bed. But if you can't, you put them in your bed at 830 at night when they go to bed and then you go sleep in their bed. But, uh, you know, it, it is an intimacy killer is, is kids sleeping in your bed every night. And that's just not co-sleeping is not a healthy form of uh, things that's going to promote healthy intimacy in your marriage. Uh, another thing that just, just simple stuff. We personally feel like every master bedroom door should have a lock. I mean, every one. And if, if you're listening to this podcast and you're going, Hey, we don't have a lock on our door. You go today and you find a lock for your door so that when you get your kids down at night, you can uh, go in your room and lock your door without about, fretting, you know, who's going to come blasting in, you know, uh, if they're not quite asleep, like we thought they were. Um, we, we had small kids putting little kids down is kind of, kind of like the whack-a-mole game. You get one oh, down yeah. and one, another one pops up. And so, yeah. uh, we, we try really hard, you know, back in the old days of we'd get all those kids down and we'd think they're asleep and we'd go to the bedroom and we'd lock our door. And, and that was our time. And, and, and our kids knew that's kind of our sanctuary. And as they became teenagers, 
you can't put them to bed at 830 anymore. And so there were plenty of times where we just kind of look at each other and yawn really big and tell our kids we're tired, we're going to bed, lock the lock the doors and turn out the lights when y'all go to bed. And we go to our room and we'd lock the door behind us. And that was our time. And so those, you know, children can be, but there's got to be some rules with that in there. Um, you got to take care of your body. Uh, don't let yourself go physically. Um, it, hygiene, simple stuff. Uh, Lee, Lee, my wife loves to talk about, she, she says, men, uh, I think her quote is men, we know that you love the smell of fresh cut grass and grill smoke and uh, lawnmower gas, but, but your wife doesn't like that. And, and she wants you coming to bed at night smelling like soap and toothpaste and deodorant. And yeah. so, uh, you know, take care of yourself uh, when it comes to hygiene, because we'd rather s- snuggle up to a s- good smelling man than an, a, a dirty old goat any day of the week. So don't let yourself go. If you've got some physical problems, uh, see a doctor. Don't be embarrassed about going to a doctor and, and, and visiting with a doctor about maybe some issues that you're having or a counselor if there's some past history that you need to work through. Uh, those are some things that, those are just some simple things that, that can lead to just some intimacy issues. Be, be a marriage that strives to say yes to sex more than you say no. Um, don't get stuck in a rut. These are just all little simple things. And, and by all means, if, if you're the spouse with a higher sex drive, don't make it all about you, all right? Make sure your spouse enjoys it. Just because it's something that you go, this is kind of my thing, you make sure your spouse enjoys it. You, you make sure they're finding pleasure from, from, from this. But uh, yeah, there's lots of intimacy busters out there, but there's, yeah. there's some simple ones and there's, there's some big ones as well. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I like all those things that you said. And I'm thinking you're convicting me on some and also some I can relate to It's funny, just, just a week ago, uh, my wife was organizing our bathroom and she brought out my cologne and I'm going, man, cologne, like <laughs> in COVID and quarantine, we never go anywhere, right? I haven't even seen this or thought of it forever. And I was thinking back to our early marriage and she used to love it when I would, when I would wear that. Right. And so I put it on just before bed and she's like, are you wearing cologne? And she just loved it. And it brought her back to those memories, but it was something for me where I'm like, I don't necessarily care that much about the hygiene. Like I do obviously, but not as much as she does. And so sometimes in my mind, I'm just going like, Hey, it's okay. Like, why do you care that much? You should think like me, but I'm getting out of my head going, no, I got to think like her. And I'm starting to figure that out a little bit. Not that I'm 32 years in, but that was one thing that, that relate, I can relate to because it happened recently. But um, you talked last time about foreplay being something that happens all day long. Uh, often in marriage, there's conflict, like even that's biblical. It says, if you get married, you will have trouble. And so can conflict be something that leads to marriage it could, or to sex? It could obviously be an intimacy killer, but can you talk about just the relation between conflict and sex? Yeah, there's, you know, there's going to be some things. If you spend your entire marriage uh, nagging or having conflict, or if you're a negative person, you know, a glass half empty person, and you're constantly uh, dragging your spouse going, I don't like this, and I don't like that. It's going to be really, really hard to think I want to have, I want to make love to somebody who treats me like I'm their child. And so you want to be cautious about just always, you know, firing off the negative stuff. Um, will there be conflict? Absolutely. There will be conflict. But if, 
you, you have to remind yourself that, hey, sometimes I need to pick between, you know, am I going to am I going to bring up the credit card statement to my wife tonight at eight o'clock or do I want to consider making love to my wife? Because both ain't going to happen. You know, right, uh, you right. can't do that uh, every night. And so uh, it, it's good that uh, you remember that you're married to your best friend and that your soulmates and that uh, roommates, there's not a lot of intimacy with roommates. God didn't create marriage so you could have a roommate and somebody to raise kids with and pay bills with. Uh, God created marriage so you could have a connection. And um, intimacy is, is the difference between soulmates and, and roommates. And uh, it, it's healthy to, to spend the day flirting, uh, send a flirty text message. Uh, my wife is fantastic with that. Um, just send a, a little flirty text message. Or we met a couple the other day. We loved it. She, she said about once a week, I go over to the, uh, what she called her special drawer. And she said, I lay out something very lacy. Uh, just on the bed. I, I just lay it on the bed. I take a picture of it and I send it to my husband at work. And I say, I'm planning on wearing this tonight. And uh, she said that uh, she said two things are going to happen. I know number one, he's going to come home early and two, he's going to come home in a good mood. And she said, it's worth it for those two things right there. And, and he grinned real big and said, uh, yeah, and I can't even concentrate at work all day long without thinking about that picture. He was loving every minute of it, but, uh, you know, flirting is a healthy thing, uh, to do in your marriage. And that should not stop, uh, when you're, after you get married, flirting is something you should do no matter how long you have been married, because that just reminds you that you are more than a mom and dad. You're more than a roommate. Uh, you are connected with your spouse um, intimately and, and flirting is just a healthy thing to do. Yeah, that's so true. And I think you, I think it was you guys recently on Instagram, you said your white, your spouse is not an interruption. They're a priority. And that's was right. that you guys that, that put that up yeah. there? We, we yeah. did. And, and what happens is we, one of the biggest marriage killers and intimacy killers out there is, is laziness or just getting comfortable in marriage. And too many couples do that. They just, they just think, Hey, marriage is going to be great forever and ever. And they don't, they don't feel like I got to work at it. And before you know it, you, you turn around twice and you feel like, well, I'm just living with my spouse and, and uh, we, we're not really, you know, we don't have, I don't feel a lot of connection with my spouse uh, and that's part of that's because you, you, you're not being intimate with one another and you have got to uh, reconnect on a regular basis. That's one of the one of the powers of sex is that reconnection and that oxytocin that uh, releases in the bloodstream that that makes you go. This is my this is my husband and this is my wife and and I love them. They're mine, you know, uh, and yeah. we have got to not be we can't let busyness. Uh, we want to we want to be involved with our kids in every sport. Uh, we want to be the the homeroom mom. We want to coach. We got we got kids going every direction, and and we're falling in bed at night exhausted because we're going a thousand miles an hour, and and we have no energy for one another sexually, and and something's wrong with that. That's just that's not good. Yeah, I love it. It's it's so true. And I think probably every married married person can relate to that. Um, we have different sexual tastes. I mean, every person has different sexual tastes. Men and women have different sexual tastes at times, but more it's apart from the gender thing, it's more just personality and what we like. But sometimes people we can get offended and we can get take offense to like, hey, I want this, but my spouse won't do that for me. And so we take offense to that. But when you have sexual tastes and maybe you desire something that your spouse won't do. Uh, or isn't comfortable with, how do you 
um, guard against that being an intimacy buster in your marriage? Well, that is a, that is a hard thing because that does happen in marriage. Um, of course, we, we feel like anything that uh, your spouse is uncomfortable with, you, you really need to do some communicating and some talking and education on yourself. Uh, if your spouse is asking you to do something, you go, I just don't know this is right. Don't just go, hey, I've never done this. I'm not going to do it. You educate yourself. What is it? How does it work? Why is it something that my, my spouse is interested in? Uh, if it's something, there, there's some things you shouldn't do. If, if there's some, if something hurts, God didn't intend sex to hurt. Uh, if, if something hurts, uh, you need to figure out why it hurts. And, and maybe that's something, you, if there's just something where you go, no, I just am not going to do that. Then that needs to be something y'all discuss. Uh, but if there is something in there that you say, Hi, I'm, I'm not comfortable with that, then, then maybe you need to replace it with something else to find out, you know, hey, I may not do this, but I'll be really good at this. And so it's one of those things you just have to talk to your spouse about. And, and it's a time thing because, you know, 32 years of marriage, we're a whole lot more open to trying new things than we were, you know, three years into marriage. So be patient with your spouse. It, it's a learning process. Uh, with each other that you get more comfortable as you go. And, um, you know, the longer you've been married, if you continue to communicate and do things right, the better it gets. And, and the more open you get to go and, hey, I can try that. That doesn't hurt anything. And so yeah. that's just good, healthy stuff. But educating yourself on a lot of stuff is a good thing to do. You know, probably like a lot of perspectives that you share, it's something that aren't, isn't heard a lot. And so I share your perspective that you just heard, but it's not something I don't think I've ever heard really anybody teach is that if your spouse isn't comfortable, learn about it. Because what's often taught is if your spouse isn't comfortable, don't do it. Don't force them into it. But if your spouse is, or I might've misspoke there, but if your spouse is wanting something and you're not comfortable with it, don't just say no, just explore that. Try to understand it. Maybe sure. it's something that you can do. And maybe it's, it talks about in sheet music in the book that you referenced last, uh, last episode um, that we did together in sheet music. It says that, you know, for example, there's some things that that wives don't like doing, but once they try it, they love it. And there's some things that husbands don't like doing once they try it, they love it. And so sometimes the reality is different than our perception that scares us from even trying. So I love that. That's your perspective is that, let's be open. Let's try. And let's be adventurous with this stuff. A, a great reminder in your marriage. If, if you have one of the, of course, we, we know porn is a big, big uh, uh, intimacy killer and, and, you know, pursue your spouse. Don't pursue porn. Porn's not going to fulfill the needs that you need. God didn't design, design marriage for porn to be a part of it. But the second thing, if you have trust in your marriage, if you and your spouse have a good foundation of trust in your marriage, then you need to guard that with everything you've got. Because once trust is broken, um, you know, a spouse does something they shouldn't, there's a physical affair, there's an emotional affair, there's a, a mental affair with pornography and trust is broken. Forgiveness can come quickly, but trust being rebuilt sometimes takes years and, and, and you just don't realize what you're about to lose. It can be lost in moments and, and years to rebuild. And so guard that trust because it is one of the most important, you know, with, with, with women, trust is part of intimacy. And, and if, if, as a guy, if I blow that, I'm going to lose a lot of intimacy with my wife in every form and fashion. Uh, and I want to do everything I can to guard the trust 
the openness and the honesty that I have with my spouse. Would love some time to come back on and talk more about that right there because we have a whole session about being open and honest, no secrets whatsoever in your marriage, nothing hidden, no passwords. My cell phone uh, belongs to my wife and she can look at anything on it she wants to. And, and nobody's talking about that kind of stuff. And, and somebody, we, we, we need more folks to step up and, and get that message out there too. Very good point. Trey, we'll have you back for sure. I remember you're, you're bringing me back to memory. One of the guys that we helped get totally free from porn, from masturbation, he said to me, he's like, I have a thirst for my wife for the first time in years. And I was like, that is so cool. It's not just about getting free from porn. It's about what can this do in your family, in your marriage? There's so many different um, benefits to dealing with porn in your marriage and not being just kind of lazy about it. So I love that you touched on that. Um, Thanks, Trey, again for coming. Just remind the people, where can they find you? If you want to know more about us and our ministry and what we do and and just get to know about us, go to treyandlee.com. And that's T-R-E-Y-A-N-D-L-E-A.com. Uh, or you can Google us and find us, follow us on social media. Uh, if you're in an area, come to one of our workshops. We speak all over America. Um, we would love to get to know you better. And, and we're just honored to be a part of your podcast today. Well, thank you. And next year you're hoping to come to Canada. So that'd yes, be great uh, to have you uh, up in Canada. We, we have some friends in Guelph and, and we're kind of hoping to come that direction and do a workshop up there. Yeah. There's a lot of churches that could use you for sure. So thanks for your time. It's great to have you. Thanks guys for listening. If you're, uh, Turning in, tuning in for the first time, you feel free to hit that subscribe button. You can go to purevictorypodcast.com and subscribe or just subscribe on any app that you're on and feel free to leave a review as well. I uh, highly recommend you follow Trey and Lee on Instagram, Facebook, social media. Check out their website and take advantage of their resources. Take care. God bless. We'll chat next time. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.